0: people always say why doesn't she just leave and absolutely i it, it actually when i go out and talk with people that's one of the things that we always talk about because i've said it we've all said it we've all said oh, it at yeah. one point in our life we've said well, I wouldn't put up with that. Right? I, you know, that wouldn't be me. <laughs> well, you know, I always say it's easy to armchair quarterback.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. And thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders and influencers in our community. Today, we're talking with Vicki Hilty and Deb Boardson with Domestic Violence Services, Snohomish County. They provide comprehensive service for victims of domestic violence and their children by facilitating social change. I love that so much. And welcome. I can't wait to hear what you have to say.
0: Oh, thank you. Thanks for having us, Lori. Yeah, really tell us it.
1: tell us about what you do and I know we're going to get into some deep things which I'm really excited about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, basically I can tell you that Domestic Violence Services in Homish County has been around since 1976. We started um as a lot of places did with homes, safe homes is what they would call them where people could just go and stay in someone's house. And of course, today we look at that and think that's Doesn't sound too safe. But at the time, that was really where things began. Mm -hmm. So uh, shortly after that, we actually, around the same time as most uh, shelters were built throughout the United States, so was the one in Snohomish County. And so we had an old, beautiful home that was actually, we have pictures of this. The land was donated by the city of Everett. The house was donated to us by the county. It was an old country house that they literally lifted and wheeled in. Oh my Into place and brought it. So it went down the road. Oh, uh, this old house, you know, rackety, rackety. Oh, crazy! Uh, yeah, it was crazy, just absolutely crazy. We had fifteen beds wow. in that shelter. We had that established for many, many, many a year, and our turnaway numbers were absolutely outrageous, topping over fifteen hundred. Uh, a year uh, that we weren't able to help. We knew then we were going to have to do something. So sure enough, we did go in, made a decision to have a capital campaign. Seven years ago, we've been in the new property and uh, took us a long time. We, you know, we actually spent five to seven years in that planning process and then the property and getting things all ready. But the great news is we opened the building, it was all paid for. We have no mortgage, yay. That is so great. Absolutely. And we've grown from 15 beds to 52 beds. So Hmm. that's kind of that side of things. And then we offer a multitude of other services besides shelter. We have legal advocacy where we can help navigate the system with people. We're not attorneys, don't profess to be, but we can certainly help people understand what they're going through and help direct them and navigate them through a confusing system on a good day. Then we also have a very robust housing department, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm very proud of. And when you uh,
1: say housing, so mm-hmm. different than the shelter, you get people into housing. Correct. Oh, that's yeah. fabulous. Absolutely.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a real gift. It's the number one reason people stay is mm-hmm. with, they have nowhere to go.
2: When we uh, first moved to our new facility, we were had about. 13,000 bed nights, and now we're up to 38,000 bed nights.
0: So do you also have groups? We have support groups. They're scattered throughout the county. We also are doing a lot of prevention work. So we have two full-time staff right now. We'll be hiring a third by the end of this year. And our goal is to have a fourth person in place in two more years. So it's really the work that we want to start pressing forward Mm -hmm. is the prevention. Uh, We need to end this, and we're not going to end it by uh, just constantly churning in the same direction we have been, right. So we're really excited about the prevention piece. Mm-hmm. We're working with uh, small groups in schools. They've been very successful, where the school has identified some young people who oh. they feel may be having some challenges at home. Wonderful. And so it's a very small intimate group, which mm-hmm. is lovely. and and uh, they meet during class. And then we also have one of our advocates goes out and she teaches healthy relationship classes. And we taught over 12,000, I think, went it right, Deb? Yeah. 12,000 kids last year throughout the county. So we're reaching lots of young people and sharing good information. Good,
2: And all our programs and services are provided free of charge which is really important for the schools whose budgets are tight already. Exactly. And they want to do these kinds of educational and prevention programs, but it just can't because of the finances. So for us to come in and offer these programs is really a great idea. Yeah.
1: If somebody is listening and they're like, oh, I think I might need services.
0: Well, the best thing to do is to call the hotline. So um, this support line that we have is 24-7. And that's kind of the way we route most everyone is through that line because it's answered, as we said, consistently. Um, You can talk to them as long as you need to. As Deb mentioned, the services are free, Mm -hmm. so it's confidential. You can call in and feel free just to chat. And we get people that call us Laurie from all types of reasons. Mm-hmm. We have people who are of course victims that are going through something. We have family members who call and say my child is going through this and I don't know what to do. Oh, yeah. We have employers that call us and say I think one of our employees is is having an issue. What can I say? Oh. What should I do? How can I and that's how so can great. I make them change? So yeah. we have to have a conversation <laughs> around that. So yeah. Yeah. So that's an important area is to route through that hotline.
1: Exactly. And I think for people listening that know of someone, there is a number uh, – that it takes a, a person usually an average of 7 times, seven times mm-hmm. before they actually leave for good. Right. And can you talk about that
0: because people always say why doesn't she just leave? And absolutely. I it, actually when I go out and talk with people that's one of the things that we always talk about because I've said it, we've all said it. We've all said oh, it at yeah. one point in our life we've said Well, I wouldn't put up with that. (laughs) You know, that wouldn't be me. (laughs) Well, you know, I always say it's easy to armchair quarterback. The reason is because abuse of this sort is really, it has so many tentacles and... The abuser really does go for that, diminishing who you are, removing your sense of value, removing your sense of worth, telling you how stupid you are, how lucky you are to be with them because no one else would ever have you around. Oh. After long enough and you keep hearing this and hearing this and hearing this, you begin to believe that. They're kind of carrying that. Mm-hmm. There's also the question of where do I go? You know, we talk about our housing program. Yeah. Well, there's, there's some people we can't help. Yeah. Unfortunately, just because of the regulations and rules we have to live by, because of the grants that we receive, right. they drive the bus. A lot of times people stay because there's nowhere to go. The minute they make that decision, which we all know is the most volatile time. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You're the most vulnerable. Absolutely. The minute they make that decision, where are they going to go? Right. Some people have probably never been allowed to work. Or if right. they have been allowed to work, they've never been allowed to maintain the money. Mm-hmm. So they may not have ever been allowed to drive a car yeah. because that isolation is really important to keep yeah. you restricted and away from others because you might, A, learn. Yeah. You might realize you're not the dumb dumb that you're being told that you are. Right. And yeah. so with all those things combined, someone stays in a situation because they really don't know at that point where else to go. And they become homeless. And they have now have children. Where are you going to put them? In the back of your car?
1: Right. And plus they'll threaten, right, to oh, take the children and absolutely. they've got you so scared. Yeah,
2: yep. you think about it as a child, I'm remembering back to six, seven years old, you know, your family is your most important thing. And you've got your teddy bear and you've got your friends in your school where you feel safe and comfortable. And your mom isn't, or dad has now taken you away from that home, away from your friends, away from your family. You leave with the clothes on your back. You are frightened and mm-hmm. you don't understand why. And so that's what we do is we try to offer some um, stability and safety when they come to our shelter. We have two uh, advocates uh, that speak directly with the children and work with them.
1: They're afraid they're going to get their kids taken away if they've got the kids in the car. And CPS has clearly said if they're taken care of, they won't be taken away. And also the school has the McKinney Vento. Mm -hmm. Most people don't understand that. They think if they go to school, they're going to get their kids taken away. But I think people really need to understand that there is help. And the whole thing is that they are isolated. They're afraid to say anything. And when they do, people get people bully them by saying, you need to get out of there. You
0: need yes. to. It becomes a shame game mm-hmm. and and unintentionally, you right. know, like we were just saying, I, I truly do not believe that people intentionally are doing that.
1: It's they, out of love, really. Yeah, and I think protection, so. Yeah,
0: I think so, because they just so desperately see it and want them to leave and they don't understand why they don't just jump in the car and take off and yeah. leave. And, and we really have to rely on people they know exactly. They know they know the best time to go. Mm-hmm. They, and people plan and they think they make those decisions yeah. and we have to rely on them to understand that situation. Like we were saying, the most volatile time is that time when they decide to walk out the door and leave. They need to prepare for that right You want, you don't want to do that unexpectedly. You really need to safety plan and that is what's so key important. Uh, for people to contact that support line that I was telling you about, oh, which, good. by the way, is 1-800-425-ABUSE.
1: I will also put that in the show note. You can help them plan. If we can support people rather than try to bully them, because if we if we tell them you've got to get out and we start calling the husband, it's only Ooh. going to make their life more dangerous, oh, right?
0: Oh, yes. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, and when they talk to an advocate if they've come to shelter and made that big decision, that big step, many times they do go back and that is one of mm-hmm. the key components for our staff is to work with them on the safety planning. And what to do in the future. And everyone should know that we're not a three strikes, you're out place. Mm -hmm. We are always there. It doesn't matter if you've been in two times or ten times. I love to hear that. We are always there for you. Yeah. People should know that.
0: Well, it sounds like you really understand the process. The children's advocates that Deb mentioned earlier, they do a beautiful job when they know moms made the decision to go back. Mm-hmm. They have a conversation with them too, and uh, often we'll give them their business card.
1: Oh, good! And say,
0: you know, here's some information. If you ever need me, I'm here. You can call me too. You can reach out, and they safety plan with the kids. If mom and dad end up having a fight, what can you do? Well, how are you going to keep you? How are you going to keep yourself safe? What does that look like? And of course, we all hope that that doesn't happen right. again.
1: I love that because you know, even with a divorce, where there's not domestic violence mm-hmm. the children don't get a say single mom and mm-hmm. so i we worked really hard together which to make them feel like they had some choices but when you've got a domestic violence situation the the one who's getting away will try to do that but the other one I- is not so you have this wheel here and people can google and look it up it's called power and control wheel say somebody's listening and they're like yeah i don't i don't think i'm abused but Yeah.
0: This is actually a really good tool. It's what we use a lot in advocacy work. Often people will come to us and and they say, I think I'm in an abusive situation. I'm not really sure. And often somebody will say, you know what, he's done this and he's done that or she has done this or she has done that. But they haven't ever hit me. Right. Or they hadn't hit me yet or they haven't hit the kids.
1: Or (laughs) the kids don't know. Yeah. Which they do. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) They will come in often and just say, I'm not really even sure. I'm uncomfortable saying that I am because I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So we can give people this power and control, Will. It really talks about the aspects of power and control in domestic violence and how that plays out. Mm -hmm. And so we'll often hand that to people and say, take a look at this. Let's read through it. And if you have questions, I'll answer those for you. But let's look at them. So they look at each one of the pieces. They say, do you recognize any of this in your relationship? Almost all the time, people will say, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think I am in a domestic violence situation. Yeah. So it's a really handy little tool. Just some of the topics I can tell you is yeah. in, uh, intimidation, emotional abuse, isolation, which we talked about a minute ago, minimizing, denying, blaming, mm. uh, using the kids. We talked about that a little right. bit. Economic abuse, male privilege, treating her like she's a servant, Right, uh, that type of thing. Coercion and threats. Those are just some of those things that are that make up this wheel, and then it goes into a little bit of detail of how that plays out, possibly. Right? How could that look in each one of those categories? And so it's a really handy tool. And as you said, you can Google it and uh, make a downloaded copy, and we always have them too. When people start to recognize what is that like, it's hard sure. for
2: people to see themselves as being victim, really a difficult thing. I think it takes a lot of talking through with the advocate.
1: And there's assumption, them right, themselves. about abuse.
2: They don't see themselves as the what people think of as a right. victim. Right. True. And it's anybody. It, it doesn't matter, male or female, mm-hmm. uh, highly educated, college graduate. Exactly. Income levels. Income levels. Nothing matters. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. an
0: assumption often yeah. that it's people that are poor. Yeah. It's uh, often is assumed that it's people of color. There's all kinds of miscommunications and misthought yeah. around this. But it happens to everybody.
2: People are embarrassed to speak up. That's part yeah. of it, too. You're ashamed. Yeah. And part of the power and control wheel is you're being shamed. And it just dives you further and further into the domestic violence, you know, and and you know, that's why you're afraid to ask for help.
1: So if somebody is listening and they're feeling like, oh, my gosh, they can call that support line mm-hmm. and talk to you about this. They can find out how to get ready
0: mm-hmm. if, if they're going to have to get safety out. safety planning. And then what else? Uh, resources. And often people will call. They're not ready to go. Right. They may call and say, i realize I'm in this situation, but I'm not ready to go yet. And so the advocate can help them with safety planning, like we talked about, but they can also share with them about resources, places that you can go to that offer different things. I and,
1: love and, it that you respect that, that they're not ready because oh yeah. th- I think that's so important.
0: It is. Well, they need a safe place. Mm-hmm. And it's not very safe if we're going to shame you or right. not let you back if you don't do what we think you ought to do. Exactly. That's, we we want so to honor people and who they are.
1: I know it's not just women that are abused, men are too But I think that we have that genuine thing Where we want to give people a second chance We want to give them the benefit of the doubt Oh, sure Maybe I'm overreacting Maybe I'm crazy
0: Do you oh, hear sure. that a lot? Oh, absolutely mm-hmm. Well, and considering, too, that's part of the abuse Right So often you're being told yeah. You're crazy Gaslighting mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So say more about gaslighting because we're hearing that a lot. I'm not sure that everybody really knows what that is.
0: And I'm not a real expert on it myself but it's where you would
2: you blame everything so i'm the abuser and i'm blaming you for everything mm-hmm. yes everything from not getting your paycheck on time to not going to the grocery store and getting the right food mm-hmm. you're stupid really belittling people mm-hmm. and that in turn makes that victim just get it's worse and worse and
1: right. worse right and they can't do anything right right exactly yes yeah. exactly yeah and yeah. they start to believe it
2: Totally. If you're literally psychologically beat up every single day, you do start to believe it and you wonder about yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Deb, you said something really great in the beginning about when you start dating this person.
2: Yeah. Well, when I first started at Domestic Violence Service, my grandmother was a survivor. And I knew something about that, um, seeing that from a distance. But Vicki um, told me, she goes, well, Deb, the thing you should know is when you go out on a date, you've met this great, for me, a great guy, handsome, tall, devil, and you want to go have some fun. Charming. Charming. And he's not going to hit you or tell you that you're a stupid person, and you're not going to go out on a date with that person again. Of course not, I'd said. No, there's no way. It's a matter of time. It takes time for, the, for that control to start coming over and I think that a lot of women, especially, it's like the next thing you know, you're sucked into this relationship. You really like this guy and you love this guy. And we're taught you want to make love work. Right. You know, you want you don't give up. You do the keep trying Marriage and trying. is forever. Yes. Marriage is mm-hmm. forever. And you've already been dating him for a year. Well, my family, my friends say, what do I tell him? He was abusing me. What? You know, it, yeah. it just it's all that psychological control.
1: Yeah. And sometimes they're so charming that if you try to tell your family they're they like They don't believe you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. that's for absolutely sure. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. such a nice guy, right? Mean? She's just a yeah. wonderful person. I can not believe that. Oh. Right. But yeah. you know be that too- bad. Right. It really could be that There you go. Sure. A lot of this too is wrapped around hope. You know, when we talk to survivors uh and victims, they they have so much hope. This this was what they really wanted their life yeah. to be and they have often they have children, they have a, they have a home. They 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 want the person that they married. Mm-hmm. They, that's what they want back, and they hope so hard. If I just do this, or if I just yeah. do that, or if I walk on eggshells, or if I did this, then maybe maybe I could have that again. Yeah, and they just bless their heart, hanging on to hope. Yeah, it, I get that. So it's how really hard, a grieving. Absolutely, and yeah. how difficult to finally have to let that go. Oh,
1: especially if you have to leave everything. If you're the one yes. who has to leave with the kids in a suitcase. Yeah, we
2: absolutely. always say. Don't ask that question. Why doesn't she just leave? Ask, why does she have to stay?
0: Oh, I love and that. And
2: really think about that.
0: And the other big question, too, is why does he hit? Yeah. Or why does she hit? That's the bigger question. Yeah. It's it's really not the other. Uh, yeah. The other's a, the armchair quarterback. Just talking to you,
1: it just seems like there's so much we just don't understand. Sometimes we don't want to. We don't want to believe this goes on. What is a good response?
0: So a loved one or someone comes up and tells you that they're in the middle of this situation. Exactly. Well, and the you're most, shocked. Yeah. The most important thing is to listen. Mm-hmm. And I believe. You. Really, listen I believe you. Okay. And believe them, mm-hmm. and say, I believe you. Keep your ears open and your mouth shut, <laughs> My which is a says challenge. Says <laughs> right. Challenge for all of us. Everybody wants to help. And then just listen mm. and be that voice of reason. Mm -hmm. And I would always say the best thing to do is refer them to help. So Mm -hmm. you can say, you know what? I know that there is a support line that you can call, and it's 142525ABUSE, and you can call them 24-7. You can call them anytime you want to. They're not going to ask your name. It's confidential. It's free. And you can just call and talk to them, and they understand. They have ideas. They can Mm. share. They understand what you're going through. And I'm here for you. That's so great. Yeah. I think where I would lean. Mm -hmm. Lots of dads I run into and they said, several of them have told me that my my daughter never told me. She Mm -hmm. never told me. And I said, nobody wants to disappoint daddy. Right. Nobody wants to. And they don't want you in the middle of it. Right. And they don't want you making things even worse because you love them. Exactly. And they know that. Yeah. And they're also, like Deb was saying, they're shamed. They, mm-hmm. You know, there's just a lot wrapped around it emotionally. That's another reason why we suggest to dads quite often and moms, give us a call. Because mm-hmm. we can talk, talk with you through that, too. Because that's just as difficult and just yeah. as heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. To be the parent sitting on the sideline watching this happen to you. Because
1: you feel so helpless. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing that there's resources, that's
0: absolutely wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. A couple things I wanted to touch on. One is the <laughs> this crazy virus. Mm-hmm. I know oh. we elbow bumped on the way in <laughs> that you've had to move your fundraiser.
0: Yes, we did. Yeah. We have one big well, we have several events in a year. Uh but our big one is, and this is our, what, 29th 28th. year? 28th. 28th year. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's For crazy. our chocolate lovers, it's a chocolate and <gasps> wine lovers gala. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. La, la, How do I get lot? an invite? Oh, la, la. <laughs> yeah. Happy to we share. Can, <laughs> we Thank will you. do that. And we have it at Tulalip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we really have a great time. We have about 550 people that show up. We sell out every year. Uh, It's just really exciting. Well, it was scheduled for April three, and just this morning we just Mm. kept waiting back. We'd hold back a little, and we called in and just said we need to change the date. We just need to do that. We all need to, as a community, we need to take care of each other. Yes, we need to do the right thing. Exactly. And so we just said no. We're gonna we're going to not have it now on April Mm third. So we contacted our beautiful friends at Tulalip, who were just great and said, we'll reschedule a date. So now we're scheduled for
1: June 5. Okay, and if people want to go, they just go to your website to buy a ticket? Yep.
0: Absolutely,
1: yep, they we're do. We're taking yeah.
2: sign-ups now. Oh, great. We've changed the date and uh, let everybody know that we're doing it for the safety and health and yeah. well-being of our community. Which
1: is fabulous.
2: Yeah, right thing to do.
1: So the other thing, and we just have a few minutes, but, you know, with prom coming up and that— with, you know, we talked about kind of marriage or partnership of uh, domestic violence. What about, you know, dating? Is there any, like, kind of guidelines or ways for gals to get a re- see a red flag or recognize it?
0: You know, there are. There's lots of red flags, actually. And it's another great one to Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go online and put um, uh, red flags for uh, dating violence. Oh! You can get all kinds of great information. I love that. Um, and on our website, there's some, we have an entire page that's dedicated to teens. Mm, um, but you know, I would say um, jealousy. Sometimes is misunderstood by young folks, mm-hmm. certainly misunderstood sometimes by older <laughs> folks as well. But jealousy doesn't mean he loves me.
1: Yeah, good point.
2: Keeping it, track of you 24 hours a day. Where are you? Where are you? Who are you with? What are you wearing? Where are you going? Why right. Why yeah. aren't you with me? All those questions. Yeah. Um, also the sexting, mm-hmm. um, which is illegal. Um, and people, kids should know that if you're 18 and over and you get arrested for that, that's a felony.
1: Oh, good to arrest. know. Yeah. So
2: you do not want that on your record. So that is not something to just be playing around and goofing around with. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of kids originally thought that was just fun, but have mm-hmm. hopefully learned that that yeah, is not for the sure. right thing for to sure. do. Yeah.
0: And, you know, too, I think jumping in, uh, they say a lot of times with domestic violence, um, uh, dating and that type of thing, that there's a quick jump. Oh. So somebody who wants to get involved really fast. Okay. And you want to slow that down. Okay. There's yeah. no need to... A relationship is going to be there. If it's going to be there, it's going to be there. Right. Go into it slow. Take your time. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes by an abuser, there is a need to rush that. Mm. Pretty common.
1: Before you catch on.
0: Absolutely. So. Let's just let's just move right on up a, the ladder here. A B C D D D D. Yeah. Good point. Um, yeah. So we tell people take a deep breath and just kind of enjoy that moment. Be with mm-hmm. your friends and be on the lookout for somebody who tells you how to dress. Mm. Uh, what you should look like what your friends are when they start judging who your friends are and where you're going with them and why are you why them and not me yeah those are all things you that really are a warning flag that says oh yeah because that's you good. should have your own life yes right it's right. not all evolved and around this one person our lives are big and full and beautiful and right. we want to incorporate all of those things and when somebody's trying to pull you just one direction mm-hmm. that's a real control mechanism yeah. and real control mechanisms are a real bright flag yeah and
2: the team should feel free to call that um, support line as well good it's to know open to absolutely
1: anybody. okay yeah. good yeah. to know for sure so oh, i can't believe we're out of time we have to do this again <laughs> so the the couple things i want to wrap up is the power wheel the power and control wheel mm-hmm. uh
0: the phone number it's one four two five two five abuse. One four two five two five abuse. One four two five two five abuse. Okay, and your web page. It is DVS dash Snowco S N O C O dot org. DVS dash Snowco S N O C O. Dot org. Okay, and I'll also put that in the show notes. Perfect.
1: Well, I can't thank you enough, and I feel like this has really been an education because people really need to know. How Thank to you. respond, and you guys have just addressed it so beautifully. Thank, Thank you. you, Lori. Well, Thank you us. for we having us. We really appreciate it. it. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to go to your fundraiser. Yay! Wine Not and fun. chocolate. <laughs> It'll be nice
2: in June. Yes, sunny. <laughs> we start with champagne and uh, chocolates. At our silent auction as our gift.
1: For our nice, I love yes. it. Oh. The phone number. It's one 425 abuse Well, I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening today. I sure hope you've learned something new. I know I have. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.